Ready for that second cup of coffee? The Saturday Morning Coffee Hour with Reese Boyd on Talk 94.5. Feel my way through the darkness. Guided by a beating heart. I can tell where the journey Time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up and Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee, 708 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, June the 12th, 2021. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in your world that we think you need to know. And there's plenty of that. Lots to talk about here today. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about limited government, lower taxes, and all the things that mean more freedom for you and us, you and me, all of us who are we the people. That includes a constitutional framework that protects you from your favorite uncle. Folks, it's a crazy world that we live in. It's changing quickly, and we have a country to save. It starts right here on the local level, right here in the studio. It starts right in your kitchen around the table. As you uh, raise up and enlighten your children, it starts right in your workplace. It starts right in your town hall. But among other places, it starts right here, right now. We're joined here in the studio this morning by, as always, producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you this morning? Never missed a day, baby. Have we missed a day? Well, COVID. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. COVID killed uh, one, one, one or two weeks, was it? It was two weeks, I two think. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks, maybe. Yeah, no big deal. So what is the cafe du jour for hey, Dr. Dye this morning? It's Pete's, man. Pete's. Pete's. God, I love that coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm enjoying a fine cup of uh, the Doka Estate brew. You and know, it, I haven't tried that Doka Estate, and I know you brought some in here for the lieutenant governor, maybe? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I missed it. Did I give you some? I did not. I need no. to bring you some. Yeah, bring it's me some really, Doka, because I know you have that imported. Yeah, it's really mm, good. Halfway really good across stuff. the world. Halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's really good. It's smooth. It's a uh, little uh, little, uh, little on the bowl side, It's uh, but it's good. It's really good. Folks, um, this is, uh, of course, the smooth, mellifluous voice of Dr. Glenn Dye, and uh, we invite you also to inject your smooth, mellifluous voice into the proceeding by calling, texting, or tweeting your comments. You can also email the show as well. The call-in number, as always, 843-903-2945. You can text your comments to us on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That's 798-8255. Tweet us at our Twitter handle for the show, which is at Reese Boyd. You can email your comments as well. 
The email for the show is reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. And many of you call the office because not everybody likes to talk at 7 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, and that's okay, too. We understand many of you are just listening, uh, waking up, getting your day going. Many of you call the uh, offices of Davis and Boyd, catch me uh, during more civilized hours, and we respect that. Always happy to hear from our listeners. That number is 843-839-9800, and I'm there most days uh, during normal business hours when I'm not in court or doing something else, but uh, invite you guys to check in with me there anytime. Always love to hear from you guys, and thank you for your support of the show. Also want to remind you guys, as always, that uh, Saturday Morning Coffee, if you do miss the show, Saturday Morning Coffee is also available as a podcast, and you can find it easily in your Apple Podcast app or your Apple CarPlay app by simply searching Saturday Morning Coffee. You can also find us uh, find us on the Google Play Store uh, by simply searching Saturday Morning Coffee, looking for the red and blue coffee cup logo. Then click Listen Now, or even better, click Subscribe and subscribe to the podcast, and they'll automatically uh, be downloaded uh, to your listening device or your car. Really cool. And uh, folks, as we often say on the show, freedom literally hangs in the balance, and I have been so reminded of that over these last few weeks as we have experienced the reign of Papa Joe, and it is only getting worse, uh, but it continues to be incumbent upon us uh, to stand up for truth, uh, speak truth, let our voices uh, be heard, and stand up, speak out. It's um, It's been an interesting week, a lot going on, a lot of interesting news to report, a lot happening on the COVID-19 vaccine front. Uh, Of course, the great work of the Biden administration and Kamala on the border continues. Much success to talk about there. Boy, I just love to see a federal government getting to work solving your problems. Folks, you can rest easy knowing that the federal government is on the case. Kamala has got this. So uh, don't you worry. I'm going to the border. I'm going to the border. (sighs) Well, she did. She went to Taco Bell. She, she did go she went to Taco Bell. To Taco Bell. And she the, has had been, the uh, Nachos Grande. Yeah, she had the. Uh, well, she lost it over Nacho Grande. But did she, you see how testy she got? I'm not finished. I, I don't. I don't get what your. What's your point? Yeah. I don't get your point, Lester. What's yeah. your point? Yeah, I don't. She creeps me out. Yeah, she creeps me out too. That cackle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And she laughs at things she shouldn't laugh at. Well, she has uh, flirted and cackled her way to the top. And now flirt, the flirt, cackle, flirt routine is not working for her. And even Lester Holt knows that the flirt, cackle, flirt routine is not working. Yeah. And I used to think highly of him, but he went way left, too. I mean, all these people that you used to watch, uh, NBC, CBS, all of them, back in the day, they were okay. And then along comes Trump, and they're just like, take it off the road and head left. Yeah, it's TDS. It's Trump derangement syndrome. It sent them all over the edge. But, Glenn, think about this. When the vice president can't get through an interview with Lester Holt, you know it's bad. Yes, it is. You know it's bad. She is in way over her head. Oh, she is so over her head. So, But I did see a headline that said she is going to the border. Did she come out and say when she was? Or I have heard no date. I have heard no date. I wonder if she's maybe just going to Cancun. I, I, again, she's made several trips to Taco Bell. Yeah. But she's, yeah. she's interestingly enough, she's coming to South Carolina. And Henry McMaster, we've got a tweet here from Henry McMaster, says, look, I appreciate the uh, vice president's interest. 
in South Carolina coming to Greenville. We really were honored, but we think her time would be better spent South dealing with the crisis. And it's a crisis, y'all. It's a crisis of unprecedented proportions. Every month, we've got 200,000 more people in this country that we're going to have to deal with somehow, some way. And I really think, Glenn, it's one of the bigger, not probably the biggest, but it's one of the bigger acts of political corruption, malfeasance of our time, because all these people realize, and when I say these people, I mean these folks inside the Beltway, and not Joe Biden, by the way, who are pulling the strings, who are calling the shots, who are making these decisions, they believe that these people will eventually, and I think they might be wrong, we've got a guest I'm going to talk to about this theory, but they, they're banking on the idea that these are going to be Democratic, good Democratic voters. Oh, yeah, because they got all the free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and didn't you love the way she went to Guatemala? She said, do not come. Yeah. Do not come. Yeah, pretty general. But, yeah. you know, I uh, love. That'll work. Right now, I'm, work. I'm loving Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Texas know you'll get to is, that a little bit later, but don't mess man, with I'm, Texas. I'm loving Texas. So, yeah, a lot to talk about on the border. we got a great show coming up for you guys. We're going to be talking to a local Republican activist, Edward Jackson. Edward's a member of the Republican Party over in Dillon County. We're also going to be and we'll be talking to him about this issue and others. And we're going to be joined also in the studio by Representative Russell Fry, and also our own Don Bound, Magadon. And, uh, and we're going to be talking about... Uh, the Red Hats America Project. So a lot coming up for you guys today here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Tech Talk, Saturday, 11 a.m. to noon. Brought to you by PCRX Computer Sales and Service with offices in Conway. Join Ryan and DJ Dennis for informative and sometimes humorous conversation about technology and how to use it in your daily lives. Look for them online, pcrxcomputers.com. PCRX Computer Sales and Service brings you Tech Talk with Ryan and guests. Saturdays on Talk 94.5. Hey, there's no doubt South Carolina, smiling faces and beautiful places. Bad news is we're not the only ones who love it here. And it's the smallest creatures that are the most annoying and sometimes the most dangerous. Mosquitoes, fleas, ticks. We've got good news for people and bad news for bugs. Mosquito Marys. Mosquito Marys is protecting people just like you with better coverage, more safety for kids and pets, and great prices both for your residential homes and commercial customers. Get started. Call Mosquito Marys of Myrtle Beach at 843-648-0343 or toll-free 866-ASK-MARY. Or their website or Facebook page, pretty simple, Mosquito Marys of Myrtle Beach. That's Mosquito Marys of Myrtle Beach. Remember, toll free, it's 866-ASK-MARY. Just do a quick Google search and you'll find Mosquito Marys and look for that discount coupon for your first treatment. 
folks. Verlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. Spring is a great time to turn to the experts and upgrade your heat pump system with a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Currently, Carrier's Cool Cash program provides a rebate for as much as $1,650. And with Sandy Cooper's $700 rebate, that adds up to a savings of $2,350 towards the purchase of a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Call us now at 238-5805 to get the details. All of our comfort specialists are certified to do proper load calculations and airflow diagnostics. Experience a no-hassle, low-pressure, options-based way of discovering your comfort choices. And learn why Carolina Cool is the only certified Energy Star contractor on the beach. Make sure your home is comfort-ready for a long, hot summer. I'm Verlin Wolf. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool. Have you been to the Jerk Shack yet? If not, you're missing out on some of the best food and drink on the Grand Strand. The Jerk Shack in Surfside Beach has both a classic beach and island-inspired menu. And the drinks? The drinks are unlike anywhere else on the Grand Strand. How about a Jamaican rum punch, a Bob Marley, a Cuckoo Cabana, or try one of the Jerk Shack's famous mule drinks with ginger beer, lime, and your favorite spirits. Wednesdays feature 50-cent wings all day long. Thursday, Thursday has half-price burgers. And Friday is Fish Fry Friday. There's always something fun at the Jerk Shack. Starting at 6 p.m. on Thursdays, join the Jerk Shack for live karaoke. And on Sunday nights, test your skills with the beach's best trivia games. Don't forget the live entertainment starting at 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday. And there's no better place to watch a sporting event than the Jerk Shack with plenty of TVs and your favorite drink in your hand. The Jerk Shack is open Wednesday through Sunday from 1130 to 9 with enormous happy hour specials from 4 to 7 during the week. Upgrade your fun at the Jerk Shack at Surfside Beach next to Wild West. Great food, spectacular drinks, ice cold beer, and the most fun at the beach. The Jerk Shack. Transform your car's drab and dull paint to that wet look. With five-star rated Shine Your Light Detailing, Tim's been delivering that wet look to cars for over 20 years. Shine Your Light Detailing is certified at ceramic coating, which will keep it glossy and protect your car from damaging UV rays for years. Shine and protect your ride with Shine Your Light Detailing. Call or text him at 843-321-9641 to give your ride that wet look. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. There ain't a thing in the world take me back like a dark-haired girl in a Cadillac, a main street of Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 721 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, June the 12th, 2021. June is flying by. The whole summer is flying by. You ever notice how quickly the summer flies by when the kids get out of school? That's because we love it. It's like my kids looked at me last night and said, we've been out of school two weeks. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Except 2020. Uh, it was like the slowest oh, drag yeah. out, the slowest. drag your ass kind of month, uh, year we ever had. You know? So a uh, lot going on here in Myrtle Beach, among other things. We've got the Country Music Festival ongoing. Did you, uh, are you, Carol, uh, you and Carol checking out the uh, festival this weekend? We are not. Not checking out I have out done that a couple of times. Um, I need a seat. 
You need a seat. Yeah, I need somewhere to sit, man. I mean, yeah. and, and 50,000 people are not. It's a long day. It's not 50,000 of my best friends. Maybe, you know, Luke Combs' best friends or whoever's performing. Yeah. But, yeah, and I like my shoes. I, I don't like people throwing up on my shoes. It's, so. uh, yeah, it's a little much. I, I was thinking about it um, when I really decided I thought I might want to try to get tickets is right when they announced tickets were sold out. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I made a couple of inquiries. No luck. But well, uh, my seen, daughter was disappointed. I've but, seen a few tickets for sale, uh, you know. At a significant markup. 650 bucks. Yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, it's a uh, fun time for those who enjoy it. I love the music. I was uh, curious to see uh, Darius Rucker and some other folks that I hadn't seen in a, in a, in a while. But I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it. Those of you who are out about enjoying the festivities, I tell you, a lot of people there, a lot of folks, mm-hmm. a lot, huge crowds, and I, I hope that that is, um, you know, we've had, it's it's interesting, uh, Glenn, I think in the city of Myrtle Beach, I didn't really have local news uh, on the agenda this morning at this mm-hmm. point. We had some bad, we've had some bad struggles in yes, the city. Sir. We've had yep. violence, a lot of shooting. We had some, we had some very concerning developments this week uh, more shootings more death in the city of myrtle beach more homicide so it's a troubling time so it is nice to see a, a big event and and hopefully a big event that will come off and be successful for the city without uh, any any blowback hardship without any violence without any um, you know uh, anything going wrong let's just put it that way and so we'll pray for the safety of everybody who is there? You guys have fun. There's uh, a lot of security layers there. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there is a serious police presence. If you're an idiot and going to do something stupid, yeah. you're going to jail. You're going to jail. Yeah. So just before the break, uh, we were dealing or talking briefly about what is going on at the border, folks, and it is a crazy, crazy situation that we have in the border. People are. Uh, pouring in on a daily basis and the numbers it's uh, and i the interesting thing folks i believe that uh, the folks who are in charge the folks who are making the decisions and i by the way i don't think this is necessarily joe biden i think the people who are making the decision are pulling his strings but they believe that they are creating a new uh wave a new class of democratic voters by by turning a a blind eye to this problem and they're trying to convince us that it's not a crisis it is a crisis folks um just this week uh governor abbott in texas has said that texas will build its own wall ding yeah man governor abbott what a strong governor Yeah, yeah absolutely and it's it just goes to show that Reality is reality. You know, we talk a lot on the show about what is reality. They can they can try to convince you. They're trying to gaslight us, Glenn. On oh, this, I know that. On this idea yeah. that there is no border crisis. You've got Kamala Harris flying around the South, flying around the South now. Yeah. She's going to tinker with the border, yeah. but she's not actually going to go to the border. She's flying around the South for the purpose of convincing us that we should all be vaccinated. Yeah. We'll get to that. And root problem. Yeah. But she wants to, the root, yeah. the root. The root of the problem. The root of the problem. Yeah. But she doesn't actually want to go to the border and have folks come down there and film people pouring across what is now an open, porous border. That's because when she gets there, they would say, look what's happening in our backyard. Would you let this happen in your backyard? Absolutely. No, you would not. No. And we can't allow it to continue to happen in our backyard, folks. Now, I will tell you this. We've got... uh, you know, we've got a guest coming up on the show here momentarily. He's going to be joining us here in the studio. Edward Jackson is with the or an officer with the Dillon County Republican Party. And I'm going to talk to him a little bit about how various uh, communities, various perspectives are looking at this situation. Because what I thought was interesting is when 
they went to Guatemala. This pow- empowered woman role that Kamala Harris plays, it didn't play well oh, no. in Central America. They were not happy with her. Yeah. I bet she didn't bring home any coffee. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they weren't like, hey, take some coffee home with you. One one Valdez <laughs> hiked into the mountains, but he kept his beans. Nah, exactly. He kept his beans. Did you see the signs that said Trump won? Yeah. Yeah. And go home. <laughs> go home, yeah, Kamala. Yeah. So that was a nice welcoming committee down but there. But we digress. Governor Abbott has announced that the great state of Texas, the independent republic of Texas, will build its own wall. Governor Abbott said Thursday he will soon unveil plans for the construction, this according to Fox News, of a wall along the state's southern border with Mexico as a part of a slew of action meant to address an ongoing immigration crisis. Now, can he use the parts that are laying there that we that we've already bought? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. I had I had somebody um I had somebody ask me. They actually they called into Liz's show on Friday. They said, "Well, does the state have the authority to do this?" And yeah. if you think about it, where in the now theoretically you know, you could make the argument the Constitution does place the responsibility for international relations with the federal government. Right. But where is where in the Constitution is a provision that says Texas cannot, by eminent domain, domain seize land on its so, not, well its sovereign soil mm-hmm. in the state of Texas and build a wall if that's what it believes is in the interest of the people of Texas? Right. I, I think if there is, we what should constitutional just, provision would they be violating? Let's just start calling it a fence. Yeah, it's a fence. You know, it's yeah. not HOA is not ruling that, so you can put yeah. whatever size fence you want down there. Uh, Governor Abbott said the ability to arrest will be enhanced by a border barrier. Some of these border barriers will be built immediately, and whether anybody tries to modify, attempt, or get through these border barriers, that in itself will be a crime for which they can be arrested. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Liberal activist. Uh, but on top of that, I will announce next week a plan for the state of Texas to begin building a border wall. Abbott did not provide details on the wall's expected cost or when construction may begin. President Biden suspended federal funding for the Trump-era border wall along the southern southern border through an executive order on um, his first day, day in office. One, yep. Yeah, along with his cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. Right. Yeah. So this infrastructure president, the first thing he did was. <laughs> Cancel the pipeline that we need, uh, actually, yeah. that we need. Now we so, need to spend a couple trillion on infrastructure. Yeah, and so, and just for those of you keeping score at home, it has now been 80 days since Kamala Harris was appointed uh, to be the border czar. I'm trying to figure out why they decided to throw her under the bus on this. Well, wow, 10 more days. I say she's in default like alone. I say we should repossess the position of vice president. Oh, well, it's uh, it's an argument. It's an argument. Uh, Kamala Harris has gone 80 days without a visit to the border wall since being tapped for this crisis right. role. And uh, everybody's uh, heard the interview. I was going to give you the clip, but you guys have heard the clip with uh, Lester Holtz. And she said, I don't know what you're what, what's the point you're trying to make. The point, Mrs. Vice President, is that it has been nearly three months since you were appointed to solve this problem. And you still haven't actually been to the scene of the crime. So apparently she's going to solve it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And that's her that's her theory. Um, as uh, the this article points out, the fallout from President, Vice President Kamala Harris's visit to Guatemala and Mexico and subsequent TV interview with Lester Holtz continued as she receives more criticism from Republicans regarding her migrant crisis role. Friday was the 80th day that Harris has not visited the U.S.-Mexican border since becoming the point guard 
for the Biden administration in their response to the ongoing migrant crisis there. So, folks, it's an ongoing crisis. It is a crisis. Thankfully, Governor Abbott and Texas are stepping into the gap. And uh, But there are many, many issues that are being presented to us daily along our southern border. Uh, folks, stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So how do you coach a buyer who's involved in an environment where there are multiple offers being submitted? Because most of these deals are going multiple offers, Reese. You've got to have a buyer that absolutely has to have the property, meaning the motivation is there. Going in strong with terms and price is the way you win in this market. So, Greg, how do you work to ensure that your clients don't pay too much? The law of supply and demand says when there's not much of something available and tons of demand, prices have to go up. But if the home meets their needs and they have to buy today, we're not going to let them overpay, but they need to do what it takes to win. Great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.35 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. It's uh, got a call, I believe, don't we, Glenn? Got we a do. call. It looks like we've got a call on the PCRX, or excuse me, on the uh, call-in line. Who morning, we got? Tom. Tom in Merle's Inlet. Good morning, guys. Hey, how you doing, Tom? I'm doing good. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I want to talk about sovereignty. And we're, our Constitution indicates demands that the sovereignty resides with the people. We're a republic with a representative democracy. That's at least that's the structure. That's our, the- our sovereignty, it seems to me, is gone, is really gone. If, if someone's elected by the people, mm-hmm. and it, the deep government, the bureaucratic part of the government, or embedded senators and legislatures don't like that person. The, the will of the people is the sovereignty of the people is gone, and it, it happened in Trump's case, yeah. and it's happening again in Biden's case. And I wonder, I wonder if we, we realize that we, the people, I'm talking about, how deeply we've been offended by what's happened. Yeah. Well, let me just say this, Tom, and, I, and you know, lots of issues to unpack there. 
I don't know. I'm not sure the election of Joe Biden reflects the will of the people. That's one thing I would say. I think that election result was very possibly distorted. Let's just say that. Um, but I, certainly in Trump's case, yeah, I think you, you see this government acting in ways that are directly contrary to the elected will of the people. Think about the, let's go back. I mean, I, I hate to keep beating dead horses, but let's go all the way back to 2016. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, when they started, when the, when the DOJ, the resources of the uh, surveillance resources of the intelligence community were directed against a candidate and then the president of the United States before he assumed office and, and even into his presidency. They were they were using the resources of the intelligence community against him as part of Operation Crossfire Hurricane. With zero outrage, zero. And and who has really been held accountable for that, Tom? We've got one mid level one mid level FBI lawyer that got sacked, and everybody else has gotten a pass. And 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 that and who's talking? Who's talk? Who's talking about it now? Who's talking about it now? gone that's why I got, no so, I got so frustrated with attorney general william barr i actually had a conversation with tracy beans on this very at, at this very microphone oh he's just plotting his he's just plotting his strategy he's just doing he's i'm like what i mean i got and it wasn't just tracy that said that but i had we had many heated conversations over uh, what Barr did toward the end of the trump administration i was i knew i've been around the block enough to know when Barr did what he did, I'm like, well, we, you will never hear, you will never hear about this investigation again. Uh, Durham will go away quietly. Durham will fade quietly into the dark night. Uh, um, uh, um, not Durham, but uh, and he has. Barr, Barr will fade. You know, Barr's efforts will will dissipate into the into the vapor, and that'll be and the end. that will be the end of it. And nobody nobody will be held to account for what was a an attempted coup, Tom. The, the thing that scares the hell out of me is our sovereignty, the people's sovereignty, yeah. has been damaged. If you if you're not agreeable to CNN or whatever the media happens to be, and the deep state, yeah. for lack of a better term, you're not going to govern anything. Yeah, or you're going to spend your time in governance or the term of your election fighting defending yourself, well, which is an impossible way to to, to function. Yeah. Well, Tom, we're, in, we're, we're in trouble, man. Yeah, we're in trouble. But, Tom, be strong. Continue to keep the uh, faith. Uh, don't let your voice be silenced. And, listen, thanks for your call. Have a great Saturday. We've got to run. i got to get to a guest. But, listen, okay, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Have a Bye. great day, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. Take care, my friend. So, folks, uh, th- th- excellent point, and that is why we're here. That's why it's incumbent upon you guys to continue to stand up, let your voices be heard. Right now we're joined in the studio by another individual who's letting his voice be heard. We were talking just before the break about the the border crisis and things that are happening along our southern border. And I think Democrats have their uh, belief that if they fill this country up with a lot of immigrants and that there are certain uh, demographic uh, groups that they can count on to be reliable uh, voters, regardless of the real impact of their policies in the real world. And I think we've seen the effects of that. Um, It's uh, not... Uh, surprising to me, folks, but I was reading some statistics this week that, you know, the war on poverty and all the uh, programs that have been undertaken in the U.S. over the last 50 plus years since Lyndon Baines Johnson declared war on poverty um, have not fixed life in 
impoverished communities uh, within this country. They've also not fixed life within the American uh, African American communities, where poverty where poverty is also uh, even more prevalent. And so, these programs that the government has initiated haven't fixed the problems, but they've created a dependency situation. And and I think, frankly, we have a lot of Democrats that have made a lot of decisions based on the fact that they assume African Americans are always going to vote Democratic. I think they think the same thing about uh, the, the the folks pouring across the southern border, and I think that's why they're willing to turn a blind eye. But the reality, folks is, and, and reality is a stubborn thing, we say that often, the reality is I think people are wising up. Look at the response that the vice president received in Guatemala, and I think, look, if you look around here, even right here locally, you see all across this country evidence that Africans, African Americans are starting to look at their uh, their political mentors, their political their, their, their political uh, figures that they, that they uh, support, and they're starting to ask really, really good questions. And so I was uh, told um, a few weeks ago that I needed to get in touch with a gentleman in Dillon County who's in the Dillon County Republican Party. He's an officer. His name is Edward Jackson. He was referred to me by a mutual Republican, excuse me, early in the morning, Republican friend of ours. We got connected, and he's joining us here in the studio to talk about what's going on in Dillon, what's going on in the Republican Party generally, and just what it is like to be... um, a Republican and an African-American here in South Carolina today. Good morning, Edward. How are you? Good morning. Glad to be here. Good. Thanks for joining us. It's always uh, great to have folks here in the studio with us, and we thank you for uh, driving over this morning from Dillon. And and just wanted to chat with you briefly. Just tell the folks a little bit about uh, who you are, what's your story, and, and, and how did you get involved in the Dillon County Republican Party? Right. Uh, my name is Edward Jackson, and I'm originally from New Jersey, I've been in South Carolina and Dillon for about four years now. Uh, my dad's family is born and raised in Dillon County, so that is my roots. Um, and I got involved with the Republican Party based on uh, I got tired of being a barbershop gossiper like so many people. Yeah, I mean, and what I mean by that is just constantly complaining and not doing anything for issues and problems that was going on in the community. Amen. So I said to myself, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to let my voice be heard and I'm going to make a change Mm -hmm. because I mean, like nothing's getting done right here. If I'm just sitting here complaining and not doing anything. So I contact, um, I contact the party. I met with them. I got involved. I started the the Republican party, the Republican party. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I got involved and I started learning things conservative values that mainly uh african americans is already instituted in yeah and uh as i as i moved forward with that there was a lot of things that i started noticing also far as how we've been manipulated for so many years mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so many years we've been promised amen promised so many things so many things and been given you know everybody likes santa claus that gives us they give us all this free good stuff yeah and you know and and this is what they expect for us to you know it's like a monopoly far as we keep rolling with them and they keep lying to us constantly and constantly and constantly yeah you know i read an interesting uh tell me what you think about this uh you know in the 60s um lyndon johnson decided that he was going to declare war on poverty you know they started the great society that's right and uh uh it greatly expanded welfare for for all. I mean, and uh, everybody. And the interesting thing, if you look back at the history of it, Lyndon Johnson made some comments about making 
um, multiple generations of reliable Democratic voters out of African-Americans sure. as a result of all that. And and I think that strategy for many years held up. And and but but I read something this week. It's, you know, when he did that back in the 60s, the majority of African-American children grew up in a family with a mom and a dad. So they had both mom, both parents in the home. This is true. And 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 one quarter of African-American children grew up in a single parent household. Right. Today, the figures are exactly reversed. <laughs> You've got one in four, a little bit, little bit less than one in four African American kids growing up in a dual parent situation, a mom and a dad. Right. And this is a whole. Not, we could do a whole show on this, but I think so much of what's happened in the African American community is a, is a lack of male role models in the home. But but three quarters of African American kids are growing up without a dad in the home or in a single parent home. Let's put it that way. Right. And so, um, I don't think Lyndon Johnson and the Great Society, like you said, it, it, they. But you had you had some thoughts. What 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 do you, what do you see happening? And what is what is what has your experience been? What is your observation on all that? I think the government has failed to deliver, and people are starting to wise up. Is that is that? And yeah, that's that's true because uh, in the community now, uh, the thing is this right here: uh, people are waking up to what's going on, and the thing is this right here: um, we've been. Uh, the Democratic Party or Democratic liberals have controlled Dillon County for what thirty, forty years now, yeah. and there is oh, yeah. there is no growth and development in the community. Mm-hmm. If you if you go downtown uh, Main Street in Dillon, it looks the same from thirty years ago. It does. There, yeah. There's yeah. there's there's uh, there's no basically uh, economic development coming in where the residents are benefiting from. It. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. So they are starting to wake it up and saying, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? We keep electing the same people over and over. They promised us this good stuff mm-hmm. and nothing's happening. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. so people are interested and they want to get involved and because, hey, they are really fed up. Do you do you get any resistance from your friends particularly your friends in in the African American community for choosing to be a Republican? Oh, definitely. Uh, how, do you, how do you deal with those questions? I uh, mean, listen, you? I got tough skin. I've yeah. been called <laughs> every name under the sun. Are, are you converting people? That's my question. Are you? My my thing is this: I tell people the truth. Yeah. I say, how long are you going to drink this Kool Aid that these people have been giving us for the last? 30, 40-something years. And like I said, Kool-Aid is, Kool-Aid is sweet. It's good to go down. But what happens? You become a diabetic or something Amen. like that. And this is what they're doing to us. You know, Ed- Edward, one thing I learned a long time ago, if you keep the bird feeder full, the birds will not go out and work for the food. Yeah. And, and this is right. Now, and here, that's what the Democrats think. And they're not going to move out of the area either. And that's Look what, at Baltimore. That's what COVID has taught us. That's what this crazy super plus jacked up unemployment has taught us if you pay people more to stay home than they can earn they'll stay home and that's a and that's a and that's a uh something that we need to talk because there is so much potential in the community if they had a uh a channel to you know express that or whatever there's so much independency amen uh there's so much vision oh yeah you know i mean entrepreneurship i mean there's so much talent going on and i'm not just talking about basketball baseball or anything athletic and and the thing is is that it's being squandered by hey free stuff amen edward hold that thought can you stick with us through a break sure folks we're talking uh in the studio here 
with uh, Edward Jackson, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours, full hours on Talk Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, seven fifty-two on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sharing your Saturday morning with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Want to give a hat tip to those of you checking in this morning on the PCRXComputers.com text line. Andy Thompson checking in, uh, Johnny checking in, Johnny B. I think that is James uh, from Myrtle Beach also checking in. Cadillac Gary, Josh the pharmacist. Uh, Tim DeCar, Detail Guy, Larry Biddle, all of you checking in with a lot of interesting comments this morning here on Saturday Morning Coffee. So thank you all for listening, and I uh, hope you are having a great uh, Saturday morning. And look, um, uh, at the moment, we have got a special guest here in the studio with us, Edward Jackson from Dillon County. And, Edward, you have a – you actually are a member of the uh, Dillon County leadership team in, in the Republican Party, right? Yes, I am. I'm second vice chair. Oh, really? And And so – um, tell me, you had some thoughts before the break. Well, you know, one thing that I thought about before the uh, before the break, we were talking about. You said something about Santa Claus, and it reminded me of a comment about um, something that I heard somebody. I think it was PJ Ork who said, you know, that comparing Democrats and Republicans is a little bit like repairing uh, comparing Santa Claus and God, and and Santa Claus is preferable to God in every way except for one. Santa Claus is not real, and, uh, and, and God is, is real. And so one of the things that uh, I think we've got to convince people of is that, you know, it's what you just said before the break. People are empowered. They're, they're entrepreneurial, and, and they're empowered when they take responsibility for their own lives and when they achieve things on their own. That's right. And, and when, you, when you rely on the government to give you a handout, there's no empowerment in that. And as a matter of fact, it's disempowering. It's 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 destru- it's destructive. That's right. And and over time, your your will, your self worth, your esteem, your drive, all of that is destroyed. That is correct. And so how do we how do we help people understand that? I mean, I we you and I see it every day, mm-hmm. but I think it's because we get it. You're wired that way. But how do you convince people to see that? Well, first thing we have to do is basically. Uh, Get out to the people and let them know that they have this potential. Mm-hmm. You know, they have these visions. Yeah. And like you said, um, these handouts or generosity uh, 
donations or whatever, how you call it, this is going to hinder you back from me- reaching your max potential as a person. Yeah. Because if you, like I grew up uh, in a household where hard work prevailed. If you work hard, you will reap the benefits of whatever you want, whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. And uh, we have to get back to that. Yeah. And people need to realize that because this is this is how you grow your community. Yeah. This is how you 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 grow um, your inspiration to your children. Yeah. And, and this is how we become a productive society. Now, if we sit back and keep taking a whole bunch of handouts and we start getting to where it's like, hey, I'm going to hang out on the couch all day. And uh, and this and this is it. How far are we going to get as a people in a society with that type of mindset? Yeah. And, and we're seeing that every day. We're seeing that every day. Every, it's, it's what's it's what's dragging our economy down you, right now. You look at the uh, employment situation going now. There's so many jobs and stuff going out here, and that people are saying, "Hey, I could make more money staying home." Yeah. Now, how long is that going to last? Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, tell in our, in the in the couple of minutes we have left, Ed, tell us about Dillon County. What's going on there? What are you trying to get done? And and how can we help you? Well, right now, Dillon County, there is a major problem going on down there. And the major problem going on in the political arena is ballot harvesting. Yeah. Uh, the Democratic Party, these liberals, uh, it's a big conspiracy going on with ballot harvesting, whereas we just had a candidate, Tracy Peltz. Uh, he ran for sheriff down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time it was uh, over or whatever, he was actually winning uh, He was actually winning. So what happens is these absentee uh, ballots come in. And next thing you know, we saying, well, what happened? Yeah. So now, not funny, only funny how it's always the absentee ballot. It's and it, and, it's, and it goes even further. That we have actual live footage mm-hmm. of a sitting councilman going around collecting absentee ballots from residents, and he has a list of these things of who is registered as an absentee uh, 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 a voter. So now this is, has been going on for far too long. Yeah. It's criminal. Yeah. And uh, it, it it takes away from the the demo, uh, uh, the the experience of just voting period. Well, and, and one of the things is, is law enforcement looking into this. Is it is it an active investigation? We are actually speaking with people about this for the up upcoming elections. Yeah. Th- that this can't continue because it's been going on for so long, yeah. and 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 it's got to the point where people think it's normal. You know, residents are conspiring with these people in uh, criminal acts. Yeah. Of ballot harvesting. Well, we've got to fix our election system. Ed, and you know that, I know that. If we don't have election results that we can rely on, um, you know, we're not going to have a democracy. And this so is true. I'll, uh, we, you and I are going to talk more about that. We're going to get you back on the show to follow up on that subject. If folks want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me at uh, 843-472-1501. That is my cell. You can contact me any time of the day, any time of the night. I'm always available for the people. Uh, any concerns you have, complaints or whatever, you can contact me and uh, we'll take it from there. That's perfect. Uh, Ed, keep up the great work in Dylan and come back anytime. We enjoy talking to you and, and keep up what you're doing. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Folks, it's uh, Ed uh, Jackson from Dillon County. Folks, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. Stick with us.
folks. Verlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. Spring is a great time to turn to the experts and upgrade your heat pump system with a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Currently, Carrier's Cool Cash program provides a rebate for as much as $1,650. And with Sandy Cooper's $700 rebate, that adds up to a savings of $2,350 towards the purchase of a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Call us now at 238-5805 to get the details. All of our comfort specialists are certified to do proper load calculations and airflow diagnostics. Experience a no-hassle, low-pressure, options-based way of discovering your comfort choices. And learn why Carolina Cool is the only certified Energy Star contractor on the beach. Make sure your home is comfort-ready for a long, hot summer. I'm Verlin Wolf. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool. This is WTKM 94.5. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. Talk 94.5, the new conservative alternative. Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios, this is Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So, Greg, we all know the real estate market is super hot right now. Can you give folks a quick snapshot of what's going on? It's never been a more hot seller's market in my career. I mean, just think, one year ago, we had nearly 4,000 homes for sale. Today, we have less than 1,100 on the market, and 40% more homes are selling each month. So complete opposite of what we had a year ago. You've been in this market for over 24 years locally. How does that experience translate to benefit your clients? You're right, Reese. Doing this for 24 years, we've learned a few things and we specialize in better communication, giving our clients more peace of mind and just handling all the details, streamlining the process. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693 or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson Team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call today. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 807 on your saturday morning you've made it to the second cup hour of saturday morning coffee i hope that second cup is treating you well thanks for sharing your saturday morning with us joined here in the studio by a very special guest representative russell fry but before we get to the esteemed representative i want to share with you a couple of bunch of you checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. James, a lot of you enjoyed our last guest, and I want to thank uh, Edward Jackson for sharing his time with us this morning. Really enjoyed uh, talking to him. And, you know, I, I talk to folks like that, Glenn, and you realize that, as we say many times, truth is a stubborn thing. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats, the liberals, the communists, the progressives, they can try to, uh, you know, dissemble. 
uh, disinform, disambiguate. They can try to gaslight you until the cows come home. Right. But the truth is always going to be the truth. Reality is always going to be reality. And people are not, as the old saying goes, you can fool some of the people some most of the, of the time. time. You can fool <laughs> a few of the people all the time. But you can't fool all the people all the time. I think it was Abraham Lincoln, some of the people, some of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Edward, like I'll tell you what, Edward ja- Jackson just, he, what, what I got away from that. He's young, and it gives us a chance. Yeah. You know, he, he brought, he gave me a little enthusiasm that yeah. we have a chance because we've got guys like that out there. You know, every once in a while, you see a glimpse of something, and you say, you know what? Yeah, there's uh, there's hope. There was, yep. an, there was an item that was... Uh, Something I got in my email this morning. It goes both ways. I got an item in my email this week, and it was talking about AI is going to start writing the books for us. So, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, when I start reading books that are written by machines, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good indication that it is time for me to get the hell off the plane. <laughs> right? And, uh, but occasionally, so, you know, it cuts both ways. Sometimes you, you see things happening, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I just, I need to go. Yeah. But then you other times, like in talking to Ed, you're encouraged. I, I'll tell you another funny, real quick. I was encouraged. I, we, we were out on the water. I took my daughter and some of her friends out uh, tubing, water skiing, that sort of thing. Tubing, actually. They don't ski. But, uh, and she hooked up her music. And so we're, uh, we're uh, all, of course, the kids are, have to be in charge of the music. And lo and behold, she connects the Bluetooth to the speakers. And what do I hear, you know, resonating you know, loud enough for everybody at Brook Green to hear us, but uh, little Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home ah. Alabama. And I'm like, ah, yeah. all right, all right. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to be okay. That is a good boat cruising song. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, it's funny. When you see, uh, when you see kids ex- expressing their own taste, and sometimes we think the young folks uh, today just are – not up to cutting it, but I think we're, we are, we are going to be okay, folks. And the truth, as we say, is a stubborn thing. We just have to keep speaking truth, as the, uh, as the liberals like to say, speaking truth to power, and, and we will ultimately, I think, um, be fine. It's going to work out, and uh, folks like Ed are very encouraging. Ed, uh, Ed is doing great work over in Dillon County, but there are Eds all around, uh, and so we uh, hope you guys will Remember that and do not lose hope. Right now, we're joined here in the studio by our own good friend, Representative Russell Fry. Good morning, Russell. How are you doing? Man, it's great to be here on a Saturday. It really is. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, you are very welcome, sir. I hope, you, um, hope you're having a, a good Saturday morning. I see you got some uh, coffee there. So what's your, what's your cafe of choice this morning? An Americano. I needed a little battery acid, you yeah, know, so. Yeah, exactly. A little Americano. <laughs> so you are a representative you're a member of the house of representatives you represent the south strand kind of remind folks who may not know what your district encompasses parts of merles inlet uh garden city beach surfside and and burgess which is kind of that south uh 707 area yep and what what's the district number for that district? 106 106 it, it gets confusing the, the where the lines are but you i believe are my representative i am you do a very good job representing me yours truly in the uh, general assembly what uh, the the most recent uh session i think we made a lot of progress on conservative issues you guys by and large um we've made a lot of progress on the second amendment we had um you know uh open carry we got the open carry with permit which i know some people weren't really excited about the permit aspect right um but nonetheless i think we i feel like we made progress on a lot of fronts um 
across the board. I mean, tell me, tell me some of the highlights from your perspective. What are you, what are you most proud of? I'll tell you something. It is amazing to me the speed at which we we moved this year. And in a time when when Washington isn't doing anything uh, for us, in fact, they're kind of stopping states from being innovators of ideas and pushing um, good, sound, conservative policies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're acting in opposition to We them. are. I mean, we have stepped up to kind of the, fill that void. That is not the voice of freedom right now. Right. I mean, but anyway. So we we had, you know, th- this year, I mean, we had, you know, the, the Open Carrywood Training Act, which is a great, I mean, it's the most, I think, the most advanced Second Amendment piece that we've had in about 25 years. And yeah. a component of that, which is really important, is that there are some... Uh, I don't want to say nullification, but there are some challenges that we have put in the law on future uh, gun regulations coming out of Washington, D.C., so that we would not enforce those within our borders. Now, it doesn't mean that the feds couldn't, uh, but it just means that a lot of those interstate or intergovernmental cooperation things that happen, we're not going to do that because we know the the direction that folks in D.C. are taking this. So that was actually a very big step for me and what I was hearing from a lot of constituents when we were looking at this issue. One thing that I was – uh, curious to learn, and I didn't realize this until we got into the debate, because South Carolina has a reputation for you know being a quote-unquote conservative state, but actually when you drill down into it, Russell, you find out on a lot of topics we're not that conservative, but we were, I think, one of maybe five states nationwide that didn't allow open carry. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of shocking. I mean, yeah. and we knew that a couple of years ago when I first <clears throat> got up into the legislature that there was that component, but, it, it, you know, we were... We had joined with uh, what California, Illinois, New York, and Florida, and maybe one and and one other one, and it was it's like wow, that's not really great company. <laughs> that's not great company to be in. Yeah. So I mean, it was a it is a good step forward. I think it's a a very strong step. The NRA was happy with it. You know, the NRA also supports constitutional carry, which I do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were happy with either. They said we'll take. Uh, one, we'll take the other. We'll take whatever. We'll move the football down the field, yeah. and and that 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 helped out a big, you know, tremendously for us. And when we say open carry with permit, is that the same permit like the concealed carry permit? Correct. So, folks, if they have their C uh, CCP, they mm-hmm. can open carry now. Correct. Yeah. It's just, the 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 training changes obviously with mm-hmm. the course moving forward. Yeah. Um, but if you have a CWP, you could now open carry. Uh, I think well, the law kicks in, I think, in September. So they, there was some time that SLED needed to develop the course and to kind of you know promulgate you know regs on how this works. Uh, so they have about, I think, within the bill, 90 days. And that so that, that trigger will happen in September when people can start to open carry. All right. Very good. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's a good step in the right direction. Agreed. And one of the things I think people need to understand, because I, you know, you heard some comments, not many, but a few negative. But there is no perfect bill. No, you, you generally do not get perfect bills done. So sometimes you have to make incremental progress. But it sounds to me like this is a great bill. I, I, mean, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, and I'll, I don't give you a real story recent, at least on the Second Amendment last year. You know, when 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 perfect is the goal. And it always should be, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When perfect is the goal, sometimes you lose sight of just things, incremental things that you can do. Last year we had a church carry bill yeah. that said, you know, there are some churches that meet in public schools on Sunday um, and they don't have a freestanding building. And, of course, you can't carry guns on schools in yeah. um, on school property. Mm-hmm. But it's a Sunday. And there's also a law that says if you're a church, you can carry and, and as long as the parishioners say it's okay and do all that stuff. So the bill basically said if a church meets in a school on a Sunday – you can 
carry as you long as carry. the pastor. So it was like a very small, and it was an eleventh hour bill. It had passed the Senate unanimously, a gun bill. Uh, comes over to the House. We pulled it out of committee un- uh, by unanimous consent, um, which uh, you know is really tough to do. Mm. And then somebody goes up and puts a uh, constitutional carry as an amendment on the bill to change it. Yeah. Well, I like constitutional carry, guys. I'm yeah. a supporter of it. Yeah. But that wasn't passing that year. I mean, yeah. It was not going to pass last yeah. year because the Senate was already gone home. And so the perfect actually became the enemy of progress in this mm. situation. Yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes, and, you know, you legislators can be tricky. Sometimes people will amend a bill in what theoretically is supposed to appease people, make mm-hmm. people excited. But what they really know is I'm going to kill this bill because yep. I know there's some people out there that won't go in the assembly, in the chamber, that won't go along with this. And so, you know what I mean? And so I, you, you – if, if you're in the minority, yeah. you, you, um, you play the rules and you play yeah. the game. And yeah. you know we've seen this in the Senate before on abortion bills where – um, exactly. You know, you, ha- you actually have some pro-life Democrats in the Senate mm-hmm. to a point, mm-hmm. right? And so if you make it so, so uh, – such a conservative pro-life bill, it, it, a couple of years ago it would peel off Democrats. And so uh, you're exactly right. There are some people who play that kind of chess game a little bit to yeah. stop things. And uh, you just have to watch that and kind of figure out where intents are when you start seeing Democrats, as an example, vote on conservative uh, amendments. Yeah. There's there's probably a reason for that, right? Exactly. It's not because they like the policy. Exactly. That's, I see that again and again. So we made some good progress on the Second Amendment. A lot more I wanted to talk about with you. Can you stick around for oh, a break? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, very good. Folks, we are talking to Representative Russell Fry with the South Carolina House, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold. And it's dark But it knows his way around And the mazes of the underground Are no match for him But it looks just like a traveler Who hasn't showered in a while I've been living in the ground Milo is your best friend He's your second cousin Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am your host, Reese Boyd. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We are joined at 821 in the morning by our great representative, Representative Russell Fry, joining us uh, for a continuation of of a great interview we're having here this morning. But before I get back to Russell... Um, the mazes of the underground, by the way, of the General Assembly, no match for Russell Fry. So he is, uh, he's doing uh, great work navigating the halls of power in Columbia, doing uh, what he does for us. Before we get back to Russell, I want to share with you guys a save-the-date announcement from the NRA, specifically the Friends of the NRA in O'Ree County. The uh, Friends of NRA in O'Ree County having a special event on Friday, June the 18th at 6 p.m., 
It will be held at the Landmark Resort. That is at 1501 South Ocean Boulevard here in Myrtle Beach. It is a dinner. Uh, dinner prices are $45 per ticket or $80 per couple. Reserve tables are available. It's a great NRA event uh, uh, honoring um, folks who are continuing the fight for the future of the Second Amendment. And there'll be a night of uh, great food, auctions, drawings, and gifts. Um, and uh, I believe they're going to be giving away a Henry Sidegate lever action uh, 45 with an NRA seal, I believe, is the uh, sort of the prize of the evening. So that's a that's a great prize. A yeah. I see a picture of it here. It's a beautiful, beautiful gun. Goodness uh, gracious, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, 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 yeah, it makes me uh, makes me want to go to the dinner just for the chance to win that gun. So if you want more information, contact Mark or Mark can be reached at 410-952-1894. That's 410-952-1894. One eight nine four. So if you're interested in going to that dinner on June, Friday, June 18, give Mark a call. That's the Friends of the NRA here in O'Ree County doing great work. So, Russell, thanks for sticking with us. Great to have you uh, with us here on the show. Happy to. I, the coffee's kicking in. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I always, I always really hit my stride at the beginning of the second hour. But we were just talking about what you guys have, what we've accomplished in the, uh, and I mean, I don't, demean what you do but i really think we do it we folks need to realize that they do the work of the general assembly it's their work Mm -hmm. and they do it by electing the right people exactly and so we got great things done in uh, the general assembly through you guys uh, on the second amendment we were talking about that before the break what else are you proud of in this session there's a lot to talk about. well and and i'll say from what got signed into law then we could talk about what passed the house but you know the heartbeat bill was a, a great i think a great thing it was the most advanced uh, pro-life legislation that we've ever had. And, I mean, it just – the the speed at which it happened. I mean, Reese, I don't remember, and I haven't been up there long, but I've talked to a lot of folks who have been there for a long time, and Mm -hmm. I don't ever remember a gun bill and an abortion bill passing in year one of a two-year legislature. I don't – I've never seen that. I I was (laughs) amazed at the pace with which things were happening. And here's an interesting observation that I thought about. Think about this. When you guys came back in session – I believe the heartbeat bill was S1. S1. And it passed almost like it was on rails. Oh, yeah. And the governor immediately signed it. Of course, there was an immediate lawsuit challenging Correct. it filed by Planned Parenthood, and that's being, that's being sorted out. But we're working on that. Right. But, you know, compare that to the Biden administration and a Democratic Congress. Their H1 is a – we had the heartbeat bill. Right. They've got a, a bill that basically institutionalizes election fraud. You know, and, and what's what's amazing to me, you know, the most the saddest thing about H H one, um, yeah, or H R one, yeah, in Congress is, I'm a federal guy. I'm a federalist guy. Yeah. I like states having a lot of authority. Amen. I mean, and the federal government kind of loosely constraining these states together. I like that. But when you take away elections from the states, mm-hmm. and that's a big, big problem. It's oh, yeah. a big, I mean, it's, it's a big red flag to me that, that that is the first thing that we should be looking at. And then, of course, all the other junk that they have in that bill about, you know, uh, ballot harvesting and, you know, yeah. everything else. I mean, it's yeah. just it's, it's just wild to me that they would go and kind of usurp that authority that they don't they have no control over. Yeah. Our first guest, Edward Jackson, uh, whom you met briefly here in mm-hmm. the studio. 
He says even today, right here in Dillon County, there's ballot harvesting going on. That the of course, and I'm just you know repeating what he said. I have not dug into this myself, but we're going to be looking into that story. Yeah, I'm curious about that because the law actually does not allow that. So yeah. if there are shenanigans that are happening in communities where people are turning a blind eye, I'm actually very curious about that. Shocked, I'd be shocked mm-hmm. to learn. That that somebody wouldn't follow the law. That there's gambling going on at Rick's place. Yeah, I'd be shocked to learn there's gambling going on at Rick's place. And I'd be shocked to learn that there's ballot harvesting going on in Dillett County. Not. But uh, so what else? uh, we got the heartbeat bill. Mm -hmm. Great work on that. Uh, We'll see how that litigation plays out. Of course, the Supreme Court now accepted a case out of Mississippi, Mm -hmm. which is similar, uh, a little different from our bill. But that obviously will have a large bearing, I think, on uh, how it'll be interesting to see how those two cases play out together. What else can we talk about? You know, I think, uh, you know, we had the pandemic, obviously, and you saw states where uh, churches were closed and things like that. McMaster Mm -hmm. didn't really do that. I think it was kind of all across the board at first that things were closed. And then we were the second freest state, I think, in the country. I I read in in one report. But you know, future governors might not operate the same way. And if we treat all these different professions as essential services, why not faith? Yeah. You know, so yeah. House passed that bill, uh, I think, in bipartisan support. I mean, you've had um, uh, you've had some limitations to executive authority. And, and again, if you are a balance of power kind of guy, and Reese, I, you've, you and I have talked, I know you are, yeah. you like having kind of co-equal branches of government. And so, you know, some states have have the governors stepped way beyond their authority. Oh yeah, Michigan, absolutely. Pennsylvania, they New come York. to mind. Yeah. New York, and so McMaster actually called for his own restriction on authority, and so we've done that. Uh, but I'll say it was it was a, a very good year. We've worked uh, hand in hand with the governor's office on a lot of initiatives, uh, certainly the the budget and things like that, uh, which just passed. Now we will vote on the budget again in two weeks out of conference committee, so it's not final yet. Uh, but I think in a in a big way, it's just been a it's been a very robust year. You had the death penalty thing that yeah, came down. I was going to ask you about that. What's the status of the death penalty? I know we had the issue with the lethal injection material not being available. Yeah. Then we had we brought back the firing squad. Interestingly enough, it, it, it was. And so I, I serve on the constitutional law subcommittee, and there was actually some testimony that I hadn't even thought about before, but that made sense uh, from some experts that said that you know that firing squad as gruesome as it may sound is actually a pretty humane way to go, right? One, because uh, it's instant almost. There is no, uh, you know, with electrocution or the uh, the, co- the the cocktail, mm-hmm. you know, there's some time that goes yeah. on mm-hmm. before you are Your pronounced action. dead. Yeah. So the speed is important here because you're not under any egregious pain and suffering. And then two, uh, the accuracy of... It is incredible. There are some botched electrocutions or have been in the past, obviously. Um, the first one, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there are some, there are some uh, cocktails that don't work. And so uh, – but so that for, for accuracy and speed, there, there was at least a kind of an interesting argument that it may be okay. But yeah. <clears throat> the, the drug companies weren't, weren't making this drug or not making this drug anymore for fear of lawsuits, lawsuits. and things like that. Yeah. And so if we can't get it and we're not going to make our own – then you have to fix the law. You had I don't know how many you know, twenty people on death row, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. yeah. and none of them could be scheduled because you couldn't get the cocktails. They've been on there for years. So oh, a since, long time. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. since we've had this law passed, there have been three scheduled. There was a challenge to it, and, mm-hmm. and the law basically, the new law says that electrocution is the default, but the uh, the convict can p- uh, pick pick. Firing Either squad. firing squad or 
lethal injection. If there is no lethal injection, then it goes to then it goes to electrocution. So that's kind of how it goes. But uh, it's 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 a good move. One one last question I wanted to ask you. We may run a little bit on this segment, Glenn. But one last one, one last question. Where are we on vaccine passports? I know there was a lot of activity last. Last the last bit of the session, mm-hmm. the governor's had some executive orders. Are students uh, being required to get vaccinated in order to go back into school? The, uh, where are we on that? So McMaster filed a uh, or did a an executive order mm-hmm. that limited uh, vaccine passports for schools and things like that. Yeah. The legislature now we'll see if it sticks in the budget, and I hope that it does. But the yeah. legislature this past week passed a. You know, no mask mandates in schools, mm-hmm. no uh, vaccine passports or, or required vaccine or required testing for uh, schools and higher ed and things like that. So we'll see if that sticks. I'm yeah. hopeful that it does. Um, but I also have a bill that I filed freestanding that would limit that not only for governmental institutions, but for private is that, you know, you, you shouldn't have to prove that you have a vaccine to go into a restaurant, right? Like that's yeah. just kind of ridiculous. Well, and I will tell you, there are schools, and by schools I mean universities, right. that are acting like they can require their students to be vaccinated. So well. we'll be curious to see how that all sorts itself out. Any any parting words you have for the listeners? No, I just uh, you know keep keep a watch on the next couple of weeks with with the budget. But we're winding down this year, and uh, now we'll go into our slow time. But it's not really going to be slow this year. We have uh, redistricting, but. It's been a good year. It really has it for, for a conservative movement, for good, sound policy all across the board. I'm, I'm very happy with the direction that we've taken this year. Well, thanks for all that you do. Uh, great work. If folks want to follow you on social media or sign up for emails, how can they do that? Uh, FryForHouse.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. So hit me up. Call me. You know, Text me. Email me. You know, uh, Carrier Pigeon. Whatever you want to do. Sounds just good. Get a hold of me. Folks, it's Representative Russell Fry doing great work for us in the General Assembly. Keep it up and come back on the show anytime. Always great to have you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Folks, it's Saturday morning coffee, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. He's bigger than life's superhero. He's the captain of the football team. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Here's one hour heating and air with your host, Richie. Thank you, folks. Thank you. And now it's time for Marty Answers a Question. Our customer, Nathan, writes, Marty, are you guys really always on time or we don't pay a dime? Great question. Nathan, the answer is yes. At One Hour Heating and Air, we promise to always arrive at your door within your narrow appointment window. But if we're ever even one minute late, then you won't pay a dime for our heating and air conditioning service that day. It's free. Always on time or you don't pay a dime. That's our promise because we value your time. We're not going to make you wait all day for us, wondering when we're going to show up. Always on time or you don't pay a dime is just one of the many standards we're willing to back up. With the greatest guarantees in the business. 
That's excellence. It's just a touch of what we call the one-hour magic. Find us online at onehourmagic.com. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure something. Grabs an older me tightly, flowing like an awful. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a band. Light up the stage and wax and chop like a candle dance. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.36 on your Saturday morning. Man, the show has flown by this morning, Glenn. A lot of it good sure stuff. Has. A yeah, lot of good stuff. Good wanna, content, buddy. I want to thank Russell Fry for joining us uh, here in the studio this morning. I also want to, uh, all our guests are good. we got a couple more guests coming up we're going to get to in just one second. But on the subject that we were discussing uh, most recently with Representative Fry, you know, this situation with the uh, vaccine uh, mandates, folks, we haven't gotten to it yet, but it is a huge, huge story. I don't know if you guys were following uh, Tucker this week. Tucker did a long piece about a recent Israeli study that has just been published that they've now identified, particularly for young men um, in, in their uh, late teens to early 30s, the danger of myocardial inflammation as a result of taking the uh, vaccine for COVID-19 and what they're finding folks, you've heard this many times on this program. Anybody that has asked me, I've said, look, our, my position has always, my position, my first position, and I've said this on the air, the ideal thing for me and my family is for everybody else to get vaccinated and we're going to leave it alone. But that's probably not an, an operating strategy you can work with. But I've always told folks, if you want to get the vaccine, particularly if you are in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s, if you're, or you have uh, pre-existing, pre-existing medical conditions that make you vulnerable, I, 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 that's a personal decision. And everybody should be free to make that decision. But nobody should be coerced to do that against their will. And, folks, the science is still an open question. And that's what I've said. Why would you give your children, yes, the FDA approved this vaccine for uh, for young people on an emergency use basis. Mm-hmm. What that says to me is if it's an emergency, then you give it to your children. If you think it's an emergency that justifies giving an emergency use approval to them, then do it. I was coerced. You were coerced. I was. Many I want to know, can I sue Dr. Many Fauci? People, many people have been coerced. Here I am, a guy that had COVID, down for five days, didn't kill me. And I've gotten vaccinated because I felt it was the right thing to do. Yeah. It's causing me mental stress and turmoil inside my own cranial cavity. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that, Glenn, because some people have, in fact, contemplated suing. This from the Epic Times, 2.4 million college students face vaccine mandate. And, folks, here's the thing. If you're a, in particular, this most recent study from Israel demonstrates clearly I've had people tell me, well, we know there's no long-term effects to this virus, I mean, to this vaccine. I said, folks, the vaccine hasn't been around a year for a long-term. Yeah. There is no long-term. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any long-term studies because the vaccine is brand new. Yep. 
the Epoch, Epoch Times says 2.4 million college students face vaccine mandate. Review of notices from 130 colleges and universities show schools do not accept acquired immunity. That means you've had COVID-19 as an exemption from the mandate. And I will tell you this, folks, the, the, the science is not only open, but it is now pointing to the direction, particularly for young men, that if you are generally healthy, that taking the vaccine may be more dangerous yep. than COVID-19. Yep. And you are, as a young person, and I've, I've got a young person joining me here in the studio just in, uh, at, at this moment, but if you're a young person under the age of 30, you are more likely to be killed being struck by lightning than yep. you are to be killed by COVID-19. And the HIPAA laws just go out the window, right? Yeah. Our, our health care apparently everything takes a back seat to virtue signaling in in the midst of a covid19 pandemic and it and your personal autonomy your freedom your individual right to determine what goes in and does not go in your body at this moment is apparently irrelevant and i've actually been contacted folks in my office that you've heard about the things that the governor has done in the way of executive order on the vaccine mandate and what uh, russell fry was just talking about his bill that's being introduced Folks, there are schools that are sending out documentation that say your child must be vaccinated in order to come back in the fall. And I've actually been, I'm in contact through our office, just share this with y'all. Uh, we've got two families that we're talking to that are contemplating litigation mm-hmm. because particularly there are, there are reproductive risks for women. For men, we have the Israeli study that's just been released. It is entirely unclear whether it is safe or, well, whether it is advisable right. for a young person aged you know, 18 to 30 to take the COVID-19 vaccine at this time. Right. And almost ridiculous for younger children to take yeah, it as ridiculous well. Ridiculous to even yeah. consider doing consider it that. under that age. Yeah. And, but yet you have these schools that are requiring uh, the vaccine, even for people who have had COVID-19 and are recovered. Mm-hmm. It's insanity, folks. And it is nothing but virtue signaling. And some of these schools, interestingly enough, this should speak volumes to you. They're requiring their students to be vaccinated, but they're not requiring their staffs and their faculty to be vaccinated. So, folks, there's a lot going on. If you have a student, folks, if you have a student that is in that boat and is very concerned or does not want to be vaccinated, but they want to go back to school, I, listen, I invite you to call me at the office again, that number at Davis and Boyd, 843-839-9800. We'll do a little shameless plug there. But if we can help y'all, I am happy to talk to you about those instances. As I said, I've talk, I'm talking to two families right now. So a lot going on. Folks, we've had a great show this morning. It's moved really quickly. I'm joined here in the studio uh, by two more guests. Uh, we've had a big uh, bonus guest-filled episode of Saturday Morning Coffee uh, this morning, but right now, and speaking of which, we've actually got a, another young person here in the studio. A young, I should, I should, I guess I should say we've got a young person in the studio because I don't think there are any other young people in the studio. Um, but uh, what we've got here is we. I wanted to uh, share with you guys a development. You've heard us talk many times on the program uh, with Don Bound about Red Hats America. Uh, Red Hats America is the outgrowth of uh, what Don was doing on the Red Hats for Trump. Uh, movement and we've got something coming up we want to announce uh, the red hats uh, america project which is the uh, the legacy of red hats for trump and uh, and moving forward it will be red hats america and don's here to to talk with us a little bit about that and we're also joined uh here in the studio by colton forlow colton is a um is a 
a student. You're a student at Coastal. Yes, sir. And uh, and so Colton's going to be talking to us with Don. And I've got a little surprise for you guys. I don't think I've actually shared this, but uh, yours truly. I'm not just interviewing uh, two guests, but I'm also uh, have been working with Don on the Red Hats America project, and I'm on the Red Hats America board. So. We're here, I guess, to uh, – this isn't really my interview with two guests. It's a part of the Red Hats America team, and we're here to tell you about an event that's coming up uh, Monday night at the Asher Theater at 6.30. going to be a very special event. We're going to be celebrating a couple of birthdays, but I'm going to let Don Bown, uh, our fearless leader, tell you a little bit more about that. Don, welcome. Well, thank you very much for having us on the show this morning. And again, it's a little premature, but happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank what is it, in a couple of weeks? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Is it Actually, 26? The is 26th of June. Yeah, that's yeah. two years. I know. We've uh, we've been hard at it for two years now. Saturday morning coffee coming up on its second anniversary. So It, it uh, seems like just a week or two, doesn't it? I know. it's It has literally it has literally flown by, Don, and I really, uh, you know, I, I, I give Liz a hard time. By the way, I, will, I, I think we'll see her at an event this afternoon. But uh, I give her a hard time for getting me hooked on this radio gig. <laughs> She has uh, she has done me no favors, but it, it, I, 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 <laughs> okay. you know, it's been a blessing. Uh, we've really enjoyed it, and yes, uh, I want to thank everybody who has supported the show. But yes, Saturday morning coffee is uh, coming up on its second anniversary, so yeah, we're going to have to get a little uh, celebration going. But what that's is a, there's so, even quicker? We've got something great coming up. Before we, before we get to that, though, let me ask you this question. Let's just for the folks who may not know, let's explain. We've talked about it briefly, yep. and on this show, and you've talked about it on the other show. But what? Let's talk about the transition from Red Hats for Trump to Red Hats America. Well, when, when we first started this, when I first started it, actually there was 14 of us that thought that doing something to support Donald Trump in his, in his campaign for president because we believed in him. So we started in the January 16, and we'd just been giving out hats for six years just in the hopes of getting more people to wear red hats. And, and the more people that wore red hats throughout the country would show more unity and more people that believed in his cause and what he's doing, his legacy. And then at some point we started realizing, okay, Donald Trump in office has a shelf life. In other words, two years, four years, 2020, 2024, at some point he wasn't going to be president and we needed to continue his legacy somehow. And so how do we do that? One is we defend small business. The other one, we make political people aware that we're watching and, and it's kind of an oversight. So what we've decided to do is get involved on a completely local level to start, which then we're going to grow national. Yeah. And you've been with us for over a year now that, talking about what we're going to do. Yeah. So the, our first event is going to be at the Asheville Theater on Monday night. There's still tickets available. You can research or Google AshevilleTheater.com. Go down to the 14th and buy the tickets. They're in basically half price. He moved them. James moved the price from $39 a, t- a ticket to 28 yeah. just J- for us. James Stevens. James Stevens. The man of a thousand voices. And one just unbelievable entertainer. But the point that has to be made is there's still a few tickets left. I'm not sure how many, maybe 30 or so. But if you want to be involved, you've got to get your tickets and try to get them today. You can go online, get them online. But the next thing I want to do is introduce a young man that yeah. was just here. Hang on one second. We're okay. going to go to a break. Perfect. Folks, we're in the studio. We're talking to uh, Don Bound and the newest member of the Red Hats team, Colton Forlow. And I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us after these words. We'll be right back with a little more Don Bound, a little more Saturday morning coffee. Don't leave town. Don't leave your brain like a poisonous mushroom 
local news, and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. Greg, if you represent a seller in this market, how do you help them determine what the right listing price is in a market such as this? To determine the right listing price today, you have to look at the current pendings that are comparable. We don't even need to look at the closed sales because that's in the past. In an upward trending market that's going up this quickly, we look at homes that are on the market that are for sale or have just gone pending, and that's what we're basing our pricing on. But you have to be careful not to overprice. When a home is on the market for more than 25 to 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So you got to be careful not to overprice it. Great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call today. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Out of the shadows, bound for the gallows, a dead man walking to love came calling. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, six feet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.52 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for hanging with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Another fact-filled, entertaining episode, almost in the can. I can't believe that two hours are almost up. They just fly by, Glenn. They just fly by. But we, yes, they do. I've enjoyed the show this morning. We're in, joined in the studio still by our own Don Bound, MAGA Don, and the newest member of the Red Hats America team, Colton Fur- Furlow. Now, now, Don, we've got this event coming up Monday night on the 14th. We're celebrating three birthdays. We've got the birthday of the flag. We've got the birthday of the U.S. Army. The U.S. Army. And, and the birthday. Donald Trump, the favorite president. Our president. Not, our not fa- the favorite. But, our president. The well, birthday okay, of right. our president. I stand corrected. Donald, Sorry. Donald yep. J. Trump. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, and, and this is going to be a special event. James Stevens doing a special show for us. They're not even usually open on Monday night, but they're doing a great event. And, and this Strictly is, for us. This is kind of the... This is kind of the official coming out of the Red Hats movement, or the Red Hats America. The new, yes. The new and improved. This is the rollout. Yeah. So, and remind people how they can get tickets. Give them that number one more time. They can go to the ashtotheater.com and then just look it up June 14th and buy your tickets right online. And I want you guys to come out for Don. Uh, Again, come out for yours truly, your humble host, also a member of the Red Hats America team. On the board, and also want to introduce to you this morning, Colton Furlow. Colton is the newest member of the Red Hats America team. Colton, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Good. I'm really excited to have Colton here with us. Colton is the uh, the youth uh, in the room, and so he's got uh, he's got us cornering uh, the market here on what the what the young perspective on this. Colton, what what brought you to Red Hats America? You know, I'm not from the area. I'm actually from Maryland. I attend <laughs> Coastal Carolina, and. Things have happened at Coastal where it really fired me up to get into politics. And I found out about Red Hats America over Facebook online, um, and I saw it was Red Hats for Trump, and I learned about it, and I loved what he was doing. And then I saw that he wanted to take this to a next level, take a national, make it Red Hats America. And I reached out to them. 
and I just want to thank you guys for you know putting me on board. Yeah. I want to try to bring what I have to the table and take this to the next level. Um, I think this could be something like a turning point, but even better. Yeah. You know, a movement like that. Yeah. Um, turning point, you know, just focuses on the younger generation. I think this is something that's going to be across the board. Yeah. And I think it's something that everyone's going to want to be a part of here soon. What is the uh, what is the political mood at Coastal? What is the what is the how do you how do you characterize kind of the if you had to say like I went. I went to a liberal school. Most of the kids that I went to college with were, were pretty liberal. How it's, what's the mood at Coastal these it's days? It's an absolute liberal school. I walk around with my Trump hat on, yeah. and I can't tell you how many negative comments yeah. you know, I just yeah. get day in and day out. Well, I, you're, you're, brave, you're a brave soul to wear that red hat, and Don and I have talked about many times. Folks, that's the way we, that's the way we preserve our liberty, by not being silenced. Right. And so I want, I want to commend you for the courage that you're showing and, and, and standing up, and I want to welcome you to the Red Hats America team. And uh, Don, any any parting words for yeah, the, for the Red just, Hats America team? One of the things I want to say is, I'm 73 years old, and not a lot of things impress me anymore. I've yeah. seen it and done it. Yeah. And I've had three one-on-one meetings with this young man, and I have never been so impressed yeah. with a single person and the ability for what he can do. Yeah than this gentleman right here. So I can't even say how proud I am to have him on board. And I join you in that, Don. Colton, your energy is infectious, and uh, we welcome you to the team. We're excited to have you on board, and I think we are going to do great things with Red Hats America. Folks, don't forget, Monday night, June 14, 630, uh, go get your tickets today. We've got a few left, and come out and join us. Colton, you'll be there. Yes, sir. And we'll all, Don's going to be dancing on stage. We want a big crowd. It's going to be an event you will not want That's to miss. That's not true, folks. That you, I know you won't show up to watch that. It's Red Hats America, folks. Come see us Monday night. It's a great thing. We'll look forward to seeing you all there. Y'all, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you, and congratulations thank you. a week or two early. Yeah, thank you all for joining us, folks. It's, uh, again, the Parting Wisdom segment of, of Saturday Morning Coffee, and you've come to the end of another uh, hopefully worthwhile two hours And I just want to share with you one thing. I'm going to have to really compress it because we've just really enjoyed our guests. But there's a a fascinating op-ed piece that was in the uh, Epoch Times. It was really in relation to uh, Memorial Day, but the wisdom of it is is just so impressive. And and the it was commenting on we're in the midst of a crisis, folks. We are living through a crisis. And the article points back to Lincoln. At the Gettysburg Address, and he said, you know, speaking after the Union had won a decisive battle, Lincoln said fourscore and seven years ago, our fathers, our forefathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. And the article goes on to point out, folks, that we are today, we're not in a fighting civil war, thankfully, not yet, but we are engaged in a great civil war determining whether this nation will long endure. Things like critical race theory are redefining equality and redefining what the promise of America is. I say redefining. They are attempting to redefine what America is. And, folks, we have to continue to stand up for those founding principles that Lincoln espoused at Gettysburg that are just as true today. And we must continue to honor the memory of those who have paid the ultimate price uh, by continuing to figuratively wear our red hats, 
stand up for what we believe, or literally, if you want to wear your red hat, literally wear your red hat, but we have to stand up for truth and what we believe and those principles that we know will keep us free. Folks, let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all have a great Saturday. Be blessed, and join us next week for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Now that you saved me, I sing cause you gave me a solid revival. I put it all right up. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Oh, I could find it. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.